0: You are listening to Practice Briefs, a single topic podcast about growing medical practice brought to you by Third Way Health.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Practice Briefs. We are in episode two, and I have with me, my partners in crimes, Frederick Mueller, who is our co-founder and CEO at Third Way Health, and Andre Douglas, who is our growth lead. And I am Vivek Nanda, who is also part of the growth team over here today's topic is very exciting guys are you excited
0: yes yes we are talking about something that really needs to be talked about yep
1: so without further ado the topic is why is patient experience broken and let me just say the number one reason communication (laughs) communication 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 that's the biggest problem Frederick. What's your experience? Let's
0: talk. Let's start with you. It's amazing to me how often you talk to people. And I go around and I ask my friends, I ask family. And I say, describe to me the last time that you saw the doctor. And how was that experience? And almost all of the time, communication or lack of communication comes up in that, that story. Actually, about three weeks ago, my father had went to a doctor and had a procedure and he called me and he says, now I know why you do what you do, because he actually needed to reschedule his procedure. But but he called every day for three days. And he wasn't able to get through on the phone so much so that he actually had to drive and he lives in Florida, Naples, he had to drive to the doctor's office in order to literally show up in person at the front desk and reschedule the appointment so many people have those experiences. And I think it's just mind boggling to me that there hasn't been a large scale way of actually solving that.
1: This is a crazy story. So literally, the patient has to go there kind of like (laughs) the doctor hostage there that treat me. That's how I feel about it. My God, Andre, your take.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, that that story just encapsulates how much people you know, how valuable time is, and all people want to feel is that their time is, you know, being respected and honored. So when, you know, it comes down to something that can happen, you know, online, then it needs to happen over the phone, or when it comes down to something that happen over the phone, and it needs to happen in person, you know, I think it just creates so much baggage around, you know, someone's association with not even necessarily, you know, just that doctor or that practice, but you know, with the industry in general. It's so important to, you know, get in line with other industries who, you know, realized how much is necessary to prioritize customer satisfaction and ex- and experience
1: also, I think there are it speaks volumes about two things. One is, it feels like there's a lack of empathy, which is uh, Frederick you and I were talking before we started the recording that. It's probably the biggest problem. Like, we don't just feel it the way we should be feeling about everyone with that respect and that empathy that we have to, you know, make it happen for them. If somebody's really coming to us, it's like at the end of the day, these are patients who need assistance and they're coming to the people who can treat them. So, lack of empathy is one. And the second thing I would say is it's just like to even reach out. To the practice or to the modern day practice, we still live in this world and we think like one channel is enough and that's probably if we are using phone, phone is enough. If you're using some messaging app, that is enough. Unfortunately, that's not the truth. And I I have worked in enterprise space and there if you go, we all talk about omni-channel communication, which is like get answers to your customers where they want it to get. And that could be as simple as phone text email website wherever they want to come you can't just pick and choose one or two channels that means you're leaving somebody out of your intentionally leaving out let's say and that's not good right so i really feel like there's a big problem just from communication because of lack of empathy and communication itself is just not omnichannel. And that's that's a problem problem in itself.
0: I think the 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 medical practice omni-channel is is a phone and a fax machine, right? <laughs> at this point. It's sad, but it's true. And I think what's interesting there is, and it goes back to this lack of empathy, this, this sort of these organizational challenges, it's it's a flywheel effect, right? It's uh, because you have people who are good intentioned working at the front end. They're structurally disadvantaged because there's more phone calls than they can handle, which means that they also can't turn on website chat or messaging because they can't even handle the phone calls. So they are not able to engage patients in a different way. And as a result, everyone is unhappy and it stresses the people that are working out so much so that what's amazing is one of our customers had 45% staff turnover before when we talked to them. And it's because People stay there not for long. It's very stressful. Being at the front desk is not a career position. And what that leaves the patient with is someone that's completely disinterested, more often than not, to their needs, not necessarily because they are they don't have empathy, but it's because they're working in an environment that almost makes it really hard to, to see patients as humans just because they're structurally disadvantaged. And one point that FedEx mentioned that it is...
1: A very transitional job, either transitional or it's not a career. It's the second job or the third job, and uh, nobody dreams of thinking that I will become the front office person. Unfortunately, that's not where it is, right? But uh, but how do we elevate that? How do we make it equal to all other roles in the practice, right? So that there's no shortage of these things, right? Or how do we fill that gap? That's the question, right? So. Uh, Andre, you were saying something
2: in terms of the structural disadvantage, you know, just phone volume can be tough. Then you have to combine the fact that you're handling p- real patients in the office, you know, we're dealing with things, have to make changes, you know, or have questions about their follow ups. And when you, you know, even practices that are attempting, you know, to go omni channel and bring in the different technology platforms when they don't integrate all the way across the board or you know if the self-scheduling online is one way and if you want to change your appointment you have to call in anyway or you know if you message in then uh you know if the messages aren't going to the same place that the front desk need to you know handle their other work then you know that's just another screen another program another you know place to give their focus and it isn't fair to expect people to be able to you know do a really good job at four or five different things at once that are all discombobulated
1: right and uh talking about phone volume do you know that there is a stat that on an average in the US the average wait time for a phone phone call from a patient to a medical practice is 13 minutes so they really it takes 13 minutes of whole time to just say hello on the other end. And by the way, my Chase app logs me out after 60 seconds of idle, sitting idle. (laughs) So I'm just trying to make here, you know, how big is this disconnect? Like one way we are moving towards technology, consumerism, that everything needs to be like smooth. And on the other side, we have this, 13 minutes of wait time just to connect, and this is the average. So I'm pretty sure there's so many probably practices who are doing much worse. What do you think
0: about the wait times? I mean, any any experience, any bad stories, good stories on your end? I mean, I feel like Andre at this point is speaking to so many medical practices. He has his own wait time average, but I wanna throw a stat back at you, which is that from an advisory board study, this was from like two years ago or so, 45% of patients said they will definitely not stay with their doctor. And I think that is the harsh reality. And that's patients who said, I'm absolutely not seeing that doctor again. That's not patients who are open to other opportunities. And when you look at what do patients value for when they seek care after obviously is the doctor accepting insurance, the everything else is about access and convenience and waiting for 13 minutes on the phone isn't. So it's amazing, it's really interesting to see though the landscape changing around the medical practices right now because there are still so many doctor's offices that are kind of okay in business having an a subpar experience because they might be the only provider maybe because they, you know, that's been how the business was run all the time I think what we're seeing now though is there's new virtual or op- options coming. There's all of these new startups that are coming to transform the experience. You're now competing with Amazon Clinic, right, and One Medical and like Walmart and Walgreens. So there are so many more options that patients have now than they used to have, and that is only increasing. So, so I think it's sort of this mindset shift where everyone in healthcare does it because they want to help patients, but I think it really now means something different now when you look at the evolving competitive landscape that organizations are starting to pick up on. But it's still amazing how many organizations are doing an okay job uh, with this really, really subpar wait time and patient experience.
2: I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, if I was going to clock my own personal research, I would say, you know, maybe like a nine minute average wait time is what i've uh, is what I've been, you know, seeing calling a range of different practices. but you know, I think the proof is in the trends, right? Primary care and family medicine are kind of, you know, that first wave of where, you know, Walmart and Amazon gets you things fast and easily and convenient. So, you know, they're looking at care and seeing the opportunity to move in and, you know, bring that mindset there. And I think to speak to Frederick's point that specialists, you know, speaking to specialists clinics, you'll see that they'll, you know, have wait times and it'll be really tough to communicate and you know but folks need that surgery or that procedure or you know to see that doctor so they will put up with it but you know these other inf- competitive influencers like amazon and walmart you know they'll move on from primary and special and family care and move into specialty and so the idea you know, for practices to remain independent and, you know stay empowered is you have to get there before you know someone else is and you know, nine minutes of wait time, you know, it's a struggle to you know find an, an online reach is just not going to cut it when you know these gigantic consumerist attitudes move into these spaces and care
1: and by the way, Andre was very kind to send cupcakes last week to few of the practices where he wanted to give them something special. but even for that, for him to when he was calling them to confirm, he has to wait and wait and wait and sometimes would not be able to even connect and then wait for a callback and wait, wait and wait. It was five days to even get somebody to call back. So it's, uh, it makes me wonder like if I am ever delivering as a male person and i had a question to ask just for their mail (laughs) i won't be able to connect confirm the address who knows what will happen (laughs) right so it's like crazy wait times and it's unbelievable in a way that we are living in this world and there's no way to get and speak to the real person on the other end i want to talk about technology next point outdated and complex i specifically put outdated and complex but i do want to also mention even with modern technology I actually have a story <laughs> here. So my wife booked an appointment here. She filled the whole form for the scheduling system, all the information, great. She goes there, she gets to the practice, she sits there and then somebody comes and gives her the same form on paper and tells her to fill again. <laughs> and then she was like, why am I filling that? This is like not acceptable. This whole form, I filled it. And again, you're asking me. So again, The problem here is not the practice. The problem here is how different technologies are siloed. And I can understand, you guys can understand that it's a scheduling system, right? The scheduling system does not allow appointment to go through without certain data set. So it wants that information. It collects that information, books the appointment, but then that system doesn't have integration with your EHR. Now (laughs) the practice have no choice, but has to give you a paper because they don't want to do the manual task of moving data from one system to another. And now the patient comes in and patient is like, what is this? What the heck? Like, this is unbelievable, right? So now again, we are talking about technology, which we all have emphasized even in our previous episode, that each medical practice is using a certain set of different technologies and they don't they're not connected there is either work on patient side or work on the practices side of moving information from one system to another and that means it's complex that means it doesn't work and there is the uh, frustration and there is still paper forms and there is still online forms so nothing is really <laughs> nothing is really solved it's just like the rule of getting a qualified patient to the door maybe from scheduling system that was achieved there which is probably good but still it doesn't solve the whole problem my wife was very close to leaving the practice she, she said that if you tell me to fill this form i'm not doing it i'm leaving it
0: now so yeah. that's my story any anything from your side i very much remember i think in 2016 when we were all uh working also with medical practices i booked an appointment in uh, ZocDoc and ZocDoc had a whole intake uh, form and I was very excited because obviously we were working on digitizing workflows and I filled out the entire form and only to get to the practice and for them to give me the same form in paper because they didn't actually save any of the information that I had entered into ZocDoc. Fast forward, I had a telehealth appointment with the New York primary care practice and they actually had a fully digital process. So I went and I scheduled my appointment online, put in my insurance information and preferred pharmacy. And then they used a messaging software to text me intake paperwork to fill in my insurance information and my preferred pharmacy. But it was both digital. And I think now looking behind the scenes a little bit, it's just, it's crazy that so little has changed between 2016 and 2022. And it is, I think, what used to be separate manual, it's almost what's the irony of the whole digital evolution of practices having online scheduling and digital intake and all of these systems is almost that the digital systems, because they're not connected, have created more silos than they used to be. Because in the old way, you called and there was a piece of paper with your info, and you handed it to the person and they put it in your file there was only ever, you only ever filled that out once. Now you can fill out the forms digitally, but you'd have to, the staff has to download the forms from online check-in and, you know, save them and manually copy and paste uh, the insurance information. And then the billers use their own other system, right? And it's almost like the old way was more streamlined in a weird way than the new way. And I think that is the situation where so many practices are, are really in. We were talking to a practice last week and they have podium and they you they have another system just for intake and they have this really co- they have web chat they're omnichannel but none of the systems are connected so it's just moving of data and it's due to just how hard it is to move data amongst all these different systems um and i don't know I, hopefully we can change that but uh it's it's so omnipresent
2: i feel like what ends up happening is that You know, when it comes, when we bring it back to, you know, staff being structurally disadvantaged, it's almost impossible to train a new person on how four or five different systems that don't integrate with each other, you know, have to get used because you then basically have to, you know, remember sort of groups of tasks, right? Instead of remembering a workflow from a start to a finish inside of one system. You have to know that you know a certain kind of appointment gets here and if you know a patient fills this out then you have to you know move the intake over to this form and just to contribute on the i've never filled out a digital form i think and been able to get to the you know doctor and not have to fill something out again there's always been something i've been handed one more time in the office so you know, the fact that that's what I'm accustomed to, I think, you know, just speaks volumes. And again, it just means to be so difficult to be a new front desk office, you know, staff person learning the administrative workflows. And you're told four different technologies with four different logins, you know, don't add up and you have to move things from A to B. And then, you know, it's, it's not a wonder that people find, find that, you know, really hard to deal with.
0: I think it goes back to what we talk about, the lack of empathy. Because you go to any mid-sized clinic and they see a hundred, maybe two hundred patients a day, and if you see a hundred patients a day across five or six providers in a location, that means that can easily mean a hundred intake forms that need to be processed. And would you from the website to the manual, you know to handing it uh, any sort of manual copy to the patient, let's say that takes one minute to take the digital or physical intake form and copy and paste and type in the insurance information and the name, that is 100 minutes a day. 100 minutes is an hour and 40. Every day, that's just wasted. Think about what you can do if you actually free up that time. That's time that Frontest can spend on taking care of patients in the office. You don't have to wait. They, they can be proactive. They can address questions. They can be more thoughtful, right? And at the end of the day that's all just time wasted because the patient spends the time the staff spends the time where we're not at, you know and and what's the opportunity cost of all of that
1: yeah i want to conclude this episode by being a little poetic all our physicians who run medical practices there is this entrepreneurial drive that's why they do this they run their own businesses they don't really go into hospitals and those jobs and i think a wise man has said that you know the real freedom is the freedom from when the business can still run and you don't have to worry about it. That's the freedom of being an entrepreneur, right? like when once, once you start, have time in your hand, freedom of time. and that is what is what is our vision, for practices, really, to give them back their time. And this is why we are focused here. It, uh, you know, building a solution, third way Health, to get them to reach that freedom, get them their time back and still grow their business. And with that, I would conclude today's episode. And we will come back again next week on Practice Brief. Thank you, everyone. Enjoy wherever
0: you are.
2: Thanks for listening to Practice Briefs a single topic podcast about
0: growing medical practice brought to you by Third Way Health. Be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. See you next time.